Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Seven California Highway Patrol officers are facing involuntary manslaughter charges after a suspected DUI driver died while in their custody in Los Angeles County. L.A. County District Attorney George Gascone says video shows the officers trying to restrain Edward Bronstein in March of 2020 at the CHP station, forcibly pressing their knees against his legs and neck. Mr. Bronstein screams, I can't breathe, over and over, and pleads for help while officers continue to restrain him and even demanding that he stop yelling. Mr. Bronstein's shrieks get softer until he is silent. He is unresponsive when a medical professional draws his blood and officers hold him down. Gascone said several minutes passed before officers attempted CPR to try to revive Bronstein. The seven officers have been placed on administrative leave. The Shasta County Board of Supervisors will replace voting equipment targeted by former President Trump and others, promoting the lie that the 2020 election was stolen. KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer reports. Earlier this year, Shasta County supervisors discussed ending their contract for voting machines with Dominion. That's the company cited by 2020 election conspiracy theorists. Tuesday, the board confirmed it would sever ties with them and move to a hand counting of ballots. County Elections Chief Kathy Darling-Allen expressed frustration with the idea of using citizens to count ballots. I don't have any desire to use volunteers. We need to background check folks. We need to fingerprint them. If you want to increase voter trust, then we need to vet the folks who are touching the ballot. Allen and others say there's no evidence of any problem with Dominion machines, which are used in 40 of California's 58 counties. Left unanswered is how voters with disabilities who need special equipment to cast a ballot securely and privately will have their right to vote protected. Disability rights advocates are keeping a close eye on what Shasta County does and could end up filing a lawsuit against the new policy. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just 
what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Housing advocates say landlords have been taking advantage of a loophole in California's Tenant Protection Act to kick renters out. Lawmakers passed the landmark legislation in 2019 to keep tenants in their homes. KQED's Vanessa Rancaño reports a new bill aims to close that loophole. Antonio Avila has been living in the same Concord apartment since 2012. He shares the two-bedroom with his wife and three kids. His brother and cousins live here. He knows all his neighbors, and he's happy. But in August, a new owner bought the apartment building, and within months, Avila got an eviction notice. The notice said the owner plans to substantially remodel the property. California doesn't have data on why people get evicted, but tenant organizer Betty Gabaldon says since the Tenant Protection Act went into effect, she's seen an uptick in renovation-related evictions. So using it's a loophole in the law. Landlords are using to get rid of tenants. Renovation is one of the few reasons landlords can evict without cause under state law. But she says there's no accountability to make sure landlords follow through. Under the law, renovations must be major enough to require permits. But in Avila's case, the city says no permit has been filed. Representatives for his landlord say they'll start that process once they hire contractors. But Gabaldon's experience with other tenants makes her skeptical. It's because the substantial renovations really don't happen. They buy it, kick everybody out, put a little bit of paint on it, and then re-rent. Leah Simon-Weisberg is the legal director for the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment Institute. She says claiming they're renovating also allows landlords to get around the state's 10% cap on annual rent increases. It's a real problem. Displacement should not be at the core (laughs) of a person's business model. In Avila's case, his property manager says she offered him another apartment in a town 30 minutes away for $500 more a month. He turned her down because he wants to stay in Concord, close to his family and his job. Tenants' rights organizations say these so-called renovictions are happening around the state. Now, they've helped come up with a proposal to crack down on them. State Senator Maria Elena Durazo announced the legislation, SB 567, in mid-March. We have to close the loopholes for landlords to evict people. She's calling it the Homelessness Prevention Act. So we can't let families get pushed out on the streets. Under the bill, tenants would get a relocation payment or be allowed to return to their homes after the renovation at the same rent. Simon Weisberg says that cuts off the financial incentive to exploit renovations. Then landlords will only do it where they need to do it, not as a business model. 
The bill would also lower the state rent cap from 10 to 5 percent, expand the number of Californians covered by that cap, and place other restrictions on evictions. Earl Vaughn, president of the California Rental Housing Association, says the 2019 law was a long-negotiated compromise. This was a bill that was supposed to be fair to both the landlords and the tenants, allowing landlords to at least have a way to you know, raise the rent so we could maintain our properties. He says property owners need to raise rents to deal with the impacts of inflation and COVID eviction moratoriums. How are we supposed to absorb these kinds of costs? Antonio Avila is asking himself a similar question as he prepares to move his family into a new apartment in Concord that's going to cost him $400 more a month. Están aumentando las rentas y los salarios no se los quieren aumentar. ¿De dónde va a sacar uno para estar pagando? <laughs> rents go up, but salaries don't, he says. He's been working at a market for over six years and makes $16 an hour, just over minimum wage. He says he'll find another job at night to afford the increase. For The California Report, I'm Vanessa Rancaño in Concord. And that's The California Report for Thursday, March 30th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book, I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.